This week on One Body Stewarding God's Creation, Mary Schrader and her daughters, Rebecca and Miriam, talk about the joys of a large family. Be ready to laugh, so grab a cup of your favorite beverage and enjoy this great interview. George Toman conducts the interview. We have Mary Schroeder here. Hi there, Mary. And uh, folks, we're going to be talking to Mary about the joys of a large family. And I also have two other young guests here that we'll be sure to introduce. But Mary Schroeder holds a bachelor's degree in theology from Steubenville University. She is married to Gordon, and the couple have nine children. Rebecca, Samuel, Jacob, Paul, Miriam, Zipper... Zipporah. Zipporah, sorry. Peter, Benjamin, and the ninth one that is in on the way. God bless. God, God, <laughs> God, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so I said that, I, I, I must confess, Mary, I said this earlier in the show, and for anyone who's been listening to this the entire time, and God bless you if you've been listening the, the whole time and every word I've been saying, I was looking forward to this conversation because one of the things that the, the, the Catholic Church asks of us is not to be afraid to be contradictory to the culture. When you have a large family, you are contradictory to the culture. <laughs> Just a little. Because the culture doesn't want you to have a large family. It doesn't want to see happiness. It doesn't want to see joy. They'd rather see you have like zero or maybe one child and nothing else for what, for whatever reason. So... Well, I think they just get confused, you know? It's like they think that the joy is going to be in in selfishness and in taking care of yourself and going on vacation and having all the things. And those are make you happy for a little bit. But children and a big family, that's where the de- real joy is. Doing God's exactly. will, that's exactly. where the real joy yes, is. Yes. You are right. Yeah, the, jo- the joy is not directed at, at its proper form. I think they're just confused. Be, yeah, <laughs> yeah, confused. Or, or unfortunately, again, they don't want to see the other side. So, And the other thing I'm a big believer in, too, in, in the Catholic Church is this, the more that our actions, like the best way to evangelize the world is have people that are truly authentically Catholic be within it. Because you'll look at that and you'll go like, how do they manage that? Or, wow, that's some, and, and I'm sure you get some of that even in our own Catholic Church. You know, you'll see people and they'll, they'll get, oh, how, how, how's that family managing that? That's exactly what we're called to do, is that through our actions, through our love for one another, through what we do, that we look at them and go, what do you have that I don't? And because of that, that is um, very, very special. I have two other two other guests here that I'd like for them to introduce themselves over over the mic. Um, I'm Rebecca Schrader. Um, I'm my mom's. I'm oldest, so. <laughs> I am Miriam, and. Um, How old are you, Miriam? Eight. Wonderful. What Wonderful. number are you? There is a saying that every time you have a child, your heart grows a little. Would you say that's true? And tell us what it's like at the at, at the um, shorter home when you bring home a new baby. So oh my talk goodness. a little bit about that. Goodness. Okay, well, where did you hear this saying? Because I don't know that I've ever heard that necessarily. But um, because it <laughs> seems like um, so many people see a new baby and they just see the struggle and the pain and the difficulty of it. And so, but no, that's not at all how it is at our house. Um, I remember before I got pregnant with our latest one, I was just talking to Rebecca about maybe if we had another baby. And um, she has recently started going to high school well, recently, in the past two years, she was homeschooled before that. And she was like, um, Mom, if you have another baby, maybe I could homeschool that year so I could help out because she wants to be there. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. And in fact, we even talked about it this next year. I was like, should we see about having her home for a year? But then I thought, no, she needs to be out in the world and doing the things that she does. But, um, oh, you want to say something? Well, I wanted to say, 
I remember when, um, so Benjamin was born my freshman year, so that was last year, and um, I remember there was one day it was really hard. I was like, high school's a little difficult for me to adapt to, but now it's not that bad, but, um, and I remember there was one time where I was, it was a late night, right, and I was in the bathroom, and I was, I was crying, because I was like, I'm not going to see my brother's first steps. Like, I'm not going to get that, right? Like, I've had all of, been there for, like, all of my siblings, and they're, like, my pack, right? And I was like, I'm not going to get his. But then the really cool thing was that I was babysitting one weekend uh, for um, my siblings while mom was gone, and that's when he took his first step. So I was like, oh, I did get it. That's there we go, nice. you got it. <laughs> she sends us this video of him walking to Gordy and I, and we're in both in town. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, that's fitting. <laughs> and, and there's this interesting phenomenon I've noticed, like, I have with Benjamin and then also with this baby. Like, I will count the kids. Like, all right, we have Samuel, Jacob, Paul, Miriam, Zipporah, Peter, um, Benjamin. All right, we got all of them. I'm like, there's somebody missing. Like, I just feel like there's. It, it happened. It happened before Benjamin was born. And it's like, it was, it's kind of neat. It's like they're already part of the family. Absolutely. And so no. And to backtrack a little, I still remember when Rebecca was a baby. Um, I had no idea what kids were like before I had kids, right? So I get married and I have my first baby, and I remember her being in her crib asleep, and I just the thought of her like made like if anything were to happen to her like I was just gonna ball like I, I could I had never felt such an intense painful love like at the thought of her something being wrong with her I, I just as a parent I mean I'm sure all parents can relate to this I had no idea you could feel so deeply in love with somebody and then with each one it's just been multiplied it's not like oh well it took some of that and gave it to Samuel and some of no it's just like multiplied for each one it's intense and insane and amazing yes no, very much so <laughs> One of the big joys of having a large family, and you just said it right right now, is that the love that you have for each one of your kids grows and develops in ways that you could never have imagined. It's like a multiplier effect. And you have a greater knowledge, for lack of a better word, in terms of maybe, just maybe, seeing how God the Father, our Blessed Lady, see us. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point of living out our vocation beautifully is that we, our Lord wants us to fall more in love with him, and he will give us certain ways in order to get there. And those blessed with a large family, that's exactly what you're getting. That I, one, I once heard someone say that, well, you Catholics just have large families to keep the enterprise going. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, well, that, that, you know, I mean, you know, that, that's not true. But if you're scared of the enterprise, I'm going to keep encouraging those people there. Point being is, <laughs> you know, people don't see... <laughs> the joys of how this large family is not so much for selfish purposes mm-hmm. because there's sacrifices that have to be made from mm-hmm. the whole family mm-hmm. but also just the love that that the outpouring of love that God desires us to have and that mission that that great commission baptize all nations the fact that you're giving that love out to the world the, the large family is literally a physical sign of that you don't have to say anything you show up at mass and you see a whole 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 you know yeah we take pew, up a pew yeah, <laughs> yeah a whole pew and a half or whatever and you're just like hmm uh, is there ever boredom? Ever, ever is anything ever boring at the house? What do you think, Miriam? <laughs> Almost never. There is always someone to play with. Like, <laughs> always. Yes. Yes. I, I imagine boredom. Boredom does not come about. Almost at all there, you know, at the house. Yeah, it's, it's rather entertaining. The littlest things are are funny. Like um, the other day, um, Paul, Jacob, and I were sitting on the couch watching um, my dad play the Oculus the VR headset thing, right? Mm-hmm. And Paul goes, who farted? 
And I didn't do it. And I'm pretty sure Jacob didn't do it. So I go, I think you did. And he goes, oh. <laughs> and it's just like random little things. Or like, I remember when we lived in Hayes, um, we decided one day, uh, okay, so with a small family, um, you know, the kids get an idea. It doesn't go very far, right? It doesn't go very far. With a big family, there's a lot. It's a lot easier to cause like destruction, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, we decided we were going to dig a hole to the basement, create a secret tunnel. But we didn't want people to know. So we told them we were digging a hole to China, but we were smarter than that. <laughs> we knew that you had to get through the core and the mantle, and that was going to be too hard. So we were just going to the basement, and we created this huge deep hole. And I remember Dad's like, "Wow, you've really dug a big yeah, hole because <laughs> there's a lot of and manpower." It, it was so fun though because the hole was great for playing. Because like when Mom would mow the lawn, we would pile it all in there, and we would set all the booby traps. Yeah. We would set booby traps like um like the guy from I don't know if you've seen Home Alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yes. It's just entertaining, like little things that just um. Just like go and like it's so much yeah. more, you know. You have an idea and it doesn't go very far, but then you have a bunch of kids and everyone's jumping on it and it just grows. Yeah, yeah Gordy, um, my husband was talking about this when we were discussing, uh, you know, what we were talking. He said, you know, really a big family isn't that much different from a family with one or two kids. The thing is, kids cause chaos, and you just have more of the chaos in the big family. <laughs> so they're a little bit louder and they're a little bit crazier, and they're because there's just more of them. Sure, <laughs> but yeah, it's the sure. same as a little family. It's just like Rebecca said, when they mobilize, they can be a lot more effective <laughs> in their mission. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then there's 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 always something to do, or you make something to do, you know, in terms of that. And so, so I, I'm, I'm guessing, Mary, does any any one of your kids come up and say, "Mom, I'm bored." <laughs> And if they, I mean, well, I mean, maybe they do at times, but overall. Well, you know, I think that actually I got that question the other day, but um, for like the first time that I can remember, but I gave them a chore, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there we go. <laughs> they're going to ask yeah, again. It's like, I've heard that one before, but it's usually like somebody's gone, right? And so it's like, well, my usual playmate isn't here. Or my so usual and so playmate is doing me. chores. You know, everybody's got their person they play with. Sure. Miriam plays with Zipporah, and then the two younger boys hitch along. And then the boys all play together, but sometimes they... It's, it's like, you can't you can't mix it. Everybody fits into their spot. So, sure, sure, yeah. no. You don't have to Could one of you tell us what a typical day is like in your home. Let's just kind of delve into the world of the, of, the, you know, of the family. Well, let me give you a taste here. Miriam, how does your day start? Well, I first wake, wait until my sisters and brothers wake up, then I take... That she shares a room with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then I take Benjamin, carry Benjamin downstairs, and Zipporah comes down with me, and then I just feed them both breakfast and go on with my day. But I just feel I want her to share that because like that's that's so cool to me as a mom that she takes care of her little brother. She's my little mama. Yeah, you know that that she takes him down and gets him breakfast and it's so cute. Like I see him on the <laughs> stairs. She's got his hand taking a step at a time. But it's so helpful because I mean to get the machine up and going in the morning, you know, it takes a lot. So I always start with me. I start with my prayer time and I try to get some exercise in. And then then by that time I get that done, they're done with breakfast and then we can start the schoolwork and get going. But but it's funny though. Like you know you have a big family and you you got people going all over the place and the other day um Rebecca had been had been on a she'd been gone all weekend and she's exhausted and then she woke up kind of sick little cold you know so I was like stay home today and then the next day (laughs) it's like eight o'clock and Rebecca comes stumbling out of her room and I'm like you're still here (laughs) like I didn't even notice you know I mean I should have but it was funny because we have such a big family and her alarm hadn't gone off she'd overslept so but I just found it really entertaining it's like you can miss a whole person and not realize they're still here and we've all been up for like hours you know but it's just (laughs) Rebecca, your your perspective, typical day in the home, what does it look like for you? Well, 
for me, there's usually, because I go to high school now, there's sadly not as much time spent in the home, which is something that I definitely miss from homeschooling. So, yeah, one day, one day a week, uh, she stays with some friends in town because she stays in town to do CYO and it's pretty late. So we, mm-hmm. she stays with her friends and she said it's neat in their house because in the mornings, everybody's up because they go to at school. Six, yeah. They're all up at six, but we don't get up that early yeah. because we don't have to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we sleep in our house, yeah, right. but she, I, I'm up in the morning, but I'm usually off, you know, praying in my uh, alone. And so she's kind of, you know, wandering around the house alone and Trying I feel bad for her. my brother. Yeah. <laughs> he shares, he shares room with me too, so. He sleeves like the dead. It's he does, pretty he good. does. I've given up on trying not to wake him. I'll, his alarm will go off right as I'm leaving. I'll be like, Sam, your alarm is going off. But yeah, it's it's kind of, it's so like, uh, I get up and then I leave, right? And I'm usually back around the evening. But it is nice that I get to stay with that other big family because it's like I have an adopted extra family. Sure, like, yeah. because I love my pack, right? It's, like I said earlier, it's like we're together. And so... I get like lonely, like oh, and so it's nice to have that like extra family <laughs> to hang out with, Absolutely. yeah. And I get it's entertaining too because um, uh, there's two girls who are older than me, but I usually act like the oldest. I just that's just my role, and it always is in like every group I'm in. It's rather entertaining, mm-hmm. but yeah. What's meal time like? I'm kind of distracting you from meal time. I'm guessing at this point, right? You know, like so. What? Yeah. What is meal time like for you? <laughs> Um, it's kind of um, crazy. <laughs> We're not very good yet at um, uh, like table manners. Sometimes it's like you're reaching across like three different people, and now everyone's drink is spilled. Like, <laughs> but um, one one really entertaining thing that happened like just was it yesterday, the day before. But we, I was um, bringing out um, some fresh hot um, like garlic bread, and um, I had it on a spatula, and I was like, I was gonna put it down on Peter's plate, but if you put it in the wrong spot, by golly, there's gonna be like there's going to be trouble, right? You can't put it down in the wrong spot if it's touching something. So I'm waiting for him to tell you to put it, and I'm like, it's a little hot, Peter, because he keeps trying to snatch it. It's a little hot, Peter. It's a little hot, Peter. And so he, and, and while I'm trying to figure out where to put it down at, he snatches it, drops it, goes, it's hot, Rebecca. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what was I trying to tell you? <laughs> but... <laughs> Good example there. <laughs> is it fair to say that sometimes mealtime is, is kind of like organized chaos at times? I yeah, I would I would say that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I think what I love about most about mealtimes is especially now as the kids get older is that I mean they can understand more conversation, you know, it's time to be with them and things get funny sometimes and you know how you can just laugh at nothing and Absolutely. suddenly we're all laughing at nothing and mm-hmm. the boys are acting stupid and some joke you said that's really not that funny but it turns out really <laughs> funny and everybody just starts laughing and I remember Gordy was working late one night and he comes out and we're all just busting up and he's like what was it we tell him the joke and he's like okay i guess that's funny but we're like you you had to be there like we all obviously love this so it's been really fun and um yeah the kids are big jokesters like samuel is a be turning into my dad he's a pun man so (laughs) he just keeps on going with it and uh how about you know in terms of do you have any like uh, family traditions at at mealtime you know terms of any specific graces or anything else that you do that's real specific to your own family? Well, okay, so I love mealtimes for homeschooling because I always felt like that was the best time to do religion because the kids are eating, and so I'll, like, read to them. Like, when they were younger, I would read their religion books to them while took, they're eating. You took a playbook out of, out of um, the religious life there. That's exactly what... Oh, yeah, oftentimes yeah. they do that at yeah. meals. They have yeah, religious yeah. reading. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Sorry, I had to say that. Out no, absolutely. Now it's kind of adapted that the kids are older. I just do the daily readings. 
usually and then we discuss them but but I, something that I, we do that I really like is um, we like to sing in our house and so we will chant the Our Father and it's nothing exciting I mean it's just or like the, or the meal prayer or, I mean the meal prayer not yeah. the Our Father thank you Rebecca I was about to say you do it in Latin well dad likes to do the sign of the cross in Latin but we don't know anymore yeah none of us know anything after that but he gets mad we sometimes do um we, we sometimes do the meal player also to Gilligan's Island theme, and at the end of it, then it's Amen, 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 and it's too many Amens. Or is it, or is no, it, no, it's, it's, it's the, the chanting, chanting one. Too many amens. The, the last Amen, none of us kids felt like it ended correctly, so we add another Amen. That's more. It's like let's see, um, and it's like it's like it's a different amen and it's like a when the ends like higher and so we always do the one that ends lower right afterwards so it's like uh-huh. three amens in a row at the end where there's only really supposed to be one and yeah yeah it's really <laughs> it bothered funny. dad for like forever and sometimes i won't do it and sometimes we won't do it because we're like well dad doesn't like it. we probably shouldn't do it but it usually <laughs> ends up happening just that i have it <laughs> but it's nice to have it pray to be singing it because then when you people don't know that we're starting all of a sudden we're singing and everyone quiets up so they can hear it sure, no no sure no exactly yeah you know you mentioned you know we got some jokesters in the family you got some other things but what about general con- so you mentioned you know mary just about you know reading those religious texts or just you know having something to reflect on in the conversation how do those go and and, and tell me tell us a little more about it. Oh my goodness. I feel like I'm a true confessions of the stay-at-home mom now. <laughs> sometimes it's very deep and sometimes it's very not deep. <laughs> um, honestly, Samuel especially and Jacob sometimes will have some really good deep insights, sometimes Paul, um, but oftentimes it's a little more basic and we get caught up on nitpicky details and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or I also have a saints book I read from sometimes and so that's fun. Or I had this sacraments book um, that we were reading, an old school one. It was so fun. Um, it, but it was like a storybook and it talked about these kids <laughs> through going through there. But then the big kids, it's hard to hit all the age levels now. Like that's part of the problem. So that's more toward the little kids and the big kids would kind of wander off and be like, it's boring, mom. Like, but but it's fun. So, <laughs> but yeah, we, tr- we try. I mean, we, we fail and we try and we try again, you know, it's just sure. always looking for the next the next thing trying to remember that um i was just reading or listening or something i don't know where it came from but something about faith being um your home being a greenhouse oh i think it was the cfrs but um like it, it's where your faith is grown and so i just want to have this like greenhouse effect on them like i'm helping them to grow their faith however it is and and i'm just basically most of what i'm giving them is the love like that's our water you know it's just i'm loving you and i'm showing you the faith and then you just let it blossom so yeah. we'll see where it goes okay just reflecting you know in the sense of the home being the domestic church, you know, and that the formation that we get there on Sundays at Mass, not only in the readings, but also in, in, in the liturgy of the, of the Eucharist and our Lord, is supposed to be transferred into the home, and then from the home, we're supposed to continue that message of love going forward, and so call it call it that, the greenhouse effect there, or, yeah, being the domestic church, that's our duty as, as parents, is mm-hmm. to do that, and we, and we sometimes don't do enough to really, you know, kind of emphasize that or we let excuses get in the way again like you said you're not, you're not perfect doing it every time but yeah. that, that don't matter like you know <laughs> consistency yeah exactly yeah yeah you know we're human beings we're going to fail but being sure that that's integrated and we understand then that's that's all that matters compared to you know what it usually is which is you know get home find something to eat and then 
Well, this transitions well into the next question you have coming up here about homeschooling. I feel like having the kids home really helps with our little greenhouse effect, you know, um, because there's so much more time in our day to interact with them, to be with them, to, you know, and they have more chores. They have more time to interact with their siblings. Like I'm, I'm a big, obviously homeschooling is not for everyone, but I really, really love it. And so I love having the kids home and I love, you know, them helping each other and then being this and, you know, like we wouldn't have mealtimes together. We miss Rebecca at mm-hmm. lunch because that's my favorite. And we often miss her at dinner too, because she takes so long to get home from school. She's got an activity or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. but that's something that I really treasure with the younger ones, just being together and eating Absolutely. together. Yeah. That's a great fellowship honestly i feel like homeschooling has shaped me into the person i am like i feel like i'm a lot better for it like i hate to sound judgmental at all but like i have really good grades i'm a good studier i get more sleep than a lot of my i feel like it's just given me the discipline to do that and it's also given me like this great relationship with my parents like i'm like yeah i can talk to my parents about anything and my peers are like wow look at that <laughs> it's like and um yeah i totally just, think rebecca's my best friend <laughs> my mom is right my right best my friend husband. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I can talk about anything like mom i'm a little confused about this or like why did the you know even if i have a faith doubt i have a whatever doubt it doesn't matter like i know that anything and like like i said earlier like i feel like i'm really close to my siblings i've seen a lot of people who are like not and it almost makes me sad i'm like wow you don't realize how great it is to have a sibling like and like how amazing having a, a bunch of siblings is and being homeschooled I'm closer to my siblings we've I remember me and my brother used to have these these long arguments where he would drive me to tears um because he's just very logical and like kind of, kind of ignores emotions a little bit too and he argues <laughs> well, no to break it up further he was arguing with me the other day and I was like no just stop just stop and he sent me an email about this argument in it I was like he won't let it go he, he's kind of bad about that but I feel like as we've grown up we don't have those tear tearful arguments anymore occasionally we'll argue but I know how to work through it like I we he no, I no longer cry when I argue with Sam. It's usually like, okay, Sam, we're getting nowhere, you know. Let's. It's easier to agree to disagree, kind of. Or even like, I'll. It's 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 interesting, like the different skills I've learned, and it's entertaining too because now he does it with Paul. Um, he can drive Paul to tears in an argument, and uh, and it's like I'm hoping that Paul picks up on that too, like because you know it's like you don't like arguing and try and avoid it, right? But when it happens, I know that he'll get experience and he will learn eventually how to handle that kind of situation. And I feel like it's helped me um also to be more open-minded being homeschooled like because i'm I'm not really i think it's because um i listen to my parents more because they're the ones who i know they love me and so therefore i listen to them and so therefore i'm better able to listen to other people and so like i love all of my teachers i listen to all my teachers regardless of how much homework they give me and whether i think that is too much for me to handle or not like (laughs) but like it's like i value them more as people because it's like the love is connected to the listening more. I mean, I'm not saying that it shouldn't love your teachers and your teachers shouldn't love you, but like it's deeper with your parents. And so I feel like that's really helped me to connect with people by having that connection. So makes when, you proud, doesn't it, mom? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you were talking about the, with your siblings, it makes me think of the, think of that bible verse where iron sharpens iron you know you should sharpen each other and that's kind of what we're doing although samuel's sharpening is occasionally painful we love you sam i'm more i'm more of the gentle like mom's gonna just love you out of it it's funny because like the baby will fall down and who does he want well mary will be carrying me around and then he'll see mom and it's like nope only mom will do and he has to come sit in my lap and then he's fine you know and it's like i i'm that i'm that gentle rain you know that's impressing upon him where they're more of the harsh kind of bump it up against but we need it all in order to form us you know (laughs) Right. And you know what's great? Uh, like, sometimes I have that, too. Like, 
because I um when I was also a babysitter for the kids so often like I'm second mom like the kids come to me they yeah honestly <laughs> Peter was like Rebecca mommy <laughs> yeah they, it's it makes dad sad sometimes because um he um works right but like they'll be like no I don't want dad I want Becca like <laughs> and I feel like lately, though, it's been Miriam more because I'm not holding it. Yeah, Miriam is the little I'm mama losing, I'm losing my little mama role, but, <laughs> but it's kind of cool. We need to take a short break right now, but stay tuned to Divine Mercy Radio. We'll be right back with more from Mary Schrader and her daughters, Rebecca and Miriam. We're back on One Body, Stewarding God's Creation. The joys of a large family. With Mary Schrader and her daughters, Rebecca and Miriam. George Toman conducts the interview. I am with Mary Schroeder and her daughters, Rebecca and Miriam, and we are here talking about their family life and the joys of a large family. Yeah, what does homeschooling at all these different levels look like? I'll just say the question, Blank and Mary. You've- well, um, I feel like I bounce around like a ping pong ball during the day, but I have to get the big ones, kind of make sure they're on track, and then I move down. But I really feel like it teaches a lot of responsibility to our older ones because the middle schoolers, they have to be responsible for their own work. And, you know, I mean... It's not that hard. They can do it. Sometimes they have questions. They get caught on the silliest things. And, but yeah, but um, so I usually get them going. I have a notebook where I write down all their assignments for the week and kind of keep them. We do a, a virtual school, so I should back up here and say that um, it's pretty set on what you do. I just need to make sure they do it, if that makes sense. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but, so they're, they've already got teachers and classes and everything. I just kind of make sure they're getting it done facilitating it right yeah yeah i'm I'm a learning coach that's what they call it so (laughs) but the younger ones then i have to actually you know read well like for my youngest as a kindergartner i have to help her read and then i have to remind miriam i she might have something to say about school but i don't know if it's homeschooling but school in general she's not always so fond of that but yeah no just it's great to have um the older ones take responsibility and actually lately i've been so spoiled but jacob is a sixth grader and samuel is an eighth grader and you know how math kind of gets a little hard in middle school sometimes you have to really kind of think yeah, there's start a jump that, that algebra happens. and stuff and and i did all that you know i obviously made it through college i don't math but it's like you forget because i don't use a lot of that so jacob today was like mom could you look over this quiz before i turned in to make sure it's okay and i'm like samuel could you look over this quiz yeah, yeah. before he turns it in <laughs> and like when he has a math question i'm like go ask your brother yeah. <laughs> is rebecca home ask her <laughs> like i mean i can figure it out but it'll just take me a little longer than you know i'm like sure. just go ask one of those that's doing it or has done it recently and it's so handy on so many levels and also he needed help with his novel and i hadn't read it recently i mean it was it was one that i'd read before but i hadn't read recently and i'm like well i could look up the cliff notes i needed to help yeah. him write a report i'm like samuel just read that last year samuel help him figure out what the theme yes. is help him figure out what the letter it's yes. so great yes. <laughs> yes no what about you girls what i mean what about you know in terms of whole schooling and, and schooling in general, you can just make that abroad. You got anything question. to say, Miriam? <laughs> She's quiet. <laughs> Miriam often um, tries to distract from what we're doing. No. <laughs> and it's hard because they'll be doing something really good. Like, I remember when Rebecca was homeschooling, 
I would be like, Rebecca, get back to your studies. And she's like, I'm over here solving world peace, mom. Like, literally, she'd be doing something so noble. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> but Miriam will be like playing with her sister really well. Or or they have these cats they play with and they'll mm-hmm. set them up on the table. And I remember one time she had all these cats set up and it was like, this cat is going to school and this is the teacher. You remember that? And I would ask him a question and she would pretend like the teacher cat asked the other cat the question and they would answer. And <laughs> it was a little tedious, but really entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> those those cats are like I feel like those cats kind of are like um what did I want to say I was they're like um I don't know what you want to say about <laughs> um, they're, they're, they're they're beanie baby cats yeah. um, I had some of them when I was a kid and then I we had bought them some more because uh, I liked them so much but it's entertaining yeah. because like all of us have played with those cats they have their personalities are unique to each cat my cat is Patches she's the big sister to all the other cats and um <laughs> yeah they all have names they all have names there's yeah. there's Jenna Mischief Trouble Sneaky Shadow Bang and Joanna so some of those are more recent additions well, there's more. Yeah, oh, but midnight, There's yeah. more additions lately, but I can't remember those ones. <laughs> but it's entertaining. I remember one time, um, this is, it, we, the kids set up cat mass. So they had, um, the turtles were the priests, but the cats were bad, so they had to go to confession first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> they had, they like, had confessionals with the blocks. <laughs> oh, maybe I got it backwards. Maybe the cats were priests, and the turtles. The turtles oh, had to go to confession with the priests. Cats, cats um, are priests. The, cat, the, okay. shepherd, the shepherd, we have a little stuffed shepherd. The shepherd wouldn't, like... He's like, everyone has to wear hats at Jesus' birthday party. And it's like the turtles the turtles couldn't come because they wouldn't wear hats. But the cats would. But the cats cats would, but they haven't got here, so if they want to come you could put on hats and so we made up like a little mass place and the and the cats are priests and then there's turtles coming up to a confession. <laughs> the turtles are going to confession. <laughs> so so the, the shepherd he's our advent tradition he comes around and he leaves little cards and little activities to get uh, everybody prepared for advent and um he's looking for jesus yeah he's looking for jesus he's leading us to jesus and um yeah so it's the backstory on that uh, in that particular case he was trying to connect like the story where the wedding guests don't come dressed in the clothes right and so the turtles wouldn't wear the hats to jesus birthday party and so they invited the cats instead because the ca- and the cats had wedding garments um, to the birthday party, and it was kind of cool. It was kind of fun. It's it's fun because like I feel like the shepherd is a good way to like he's a good religion teacher because um, it, he he like connects things to activities, and so it's kind of a fun tradition where he comes around and he helps us get ready for the season. So. So we were talking about homeschooling here a mm-hmm. little bit. You have you, you now have the worlds of homeschooling and not homeschooling mm-hmm. in here. So, tell me your thoughts. Okay, so the thing about homeschooling is, well, I feel like I've talked about homeschooling a lot, so I guess we could start with real school, but... Um, <laughs> homeschooling is real school, you know? We have well, I mean, to I distinguish, mean, they call it brick and mortar. That's brick and the, mortar? the virtual school is very technical on their terms. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> because technically, we do public school at home. That's what our virtual school bugs boasts as sure. being. But gotcha. So just to Makes clarify, sense. we're not the traditional. <laughs> uh, I'd say for public school, it's nice because you get teachers who are more expert at what they're teaching you know like mom was talking about math <laughs> I, I remember when I was homeschooled I always go to dad for math problems but like also you get that social environment with other um with kids that are not my family and who have very different backgrounds from me um and it's also nice to have opportunities like I love going to TMP because um we have mass and confession and adoration and um <laughs> so because of um, COVID, we split up, and so um, you should, the year before we went, the whole school go to Mass on Friday, but this year we split it up to 
to, for social distancing, and so half the school go on Thursday and half will go on Friday. But nobody, I go both days. <laughs> <laughs> For you. It's like, I'm pretty sure that if anybody else actually wanted to, they would like, you know, but it's like, that's pretty great. Like, I love, I think if I had gone to Hayes High, I probably wouldn't have gone back because that's what brings me back to school is the the availability for the sacraments. I honestly think that, I honestly prefer homeschooling. So... But like you were saying, something uh, that weighs on my heart, I remember loving my teachers in school, like loving them so much, you know, and I feel like my kids don't get that interaction with an adult in that way, you know, because they don't have teachers other than me. You know, I mean, they have virtual teachers, but it's not quite they don't get that connection like Rebecca has with her teachers Mm -hmm. at school. So it is neat, though, that we've decided kind of for our family that high school is the age when you get kicked out and you have to go learn how to do this in the real world (laughs) and it's good for them to be exposed to i feel like a lot of other um adults and their faith life and their charisms and their you know to to just realize there's other adults and that you can have good relationships with them and they can touch your life too so and i do i love all of my teachers but (laughs) i think mr marincer said he'd be listening so (laughs) shout out there shout out well he's gonna give this talk next year because you know he's trying to be us he does have a big family (laughs) he was talking the other day how our family started the big van transit trend and then his family picked it up and then another big family picked it up and so like there's like five different big families in town who have like transit vans but yeah and one thing that's just about school though that's that's a good thing but it's also kind of like a sad thing is like i've kind of been introduced to the fact that um the world is kind of dark like (laughs) you know like i'm like oh that that's like that's really sad for you you know like oh you yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, you got a girl pregnant. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah. No, 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 no. You're, you're, bringing up, you're bringing up legitimate points. In the Catholic Church, we are indeed countercultural. Mm-hmm. And the moment that we start practicing ways that are cultural is the moment that we're you know, we actually had this discussion at my college. A lot of the professors, I went to Franciscan University, and a lot of the professors would homeschool their kids. And somebody, and I actually got asked to tutor, and I would tutor one of them. She was the sweetest girl. I can't remember her name, but I, we had this discussion then among my friends, and it was, should these professors be sending their kids to school because they could do more good in the schools? Like, they're denying the schools this good that their kids are because they're such lights to the world. And it was really a conundrum of a question. You know, I feel personally now as a parent, at the time, I had no idea i was like that's an interesting idea i don't know now as a parent i feel like having them home like i said it's that greenhouse it it allows them to be really formed really rooted really grown deep like rebecca is not going to be shaken you know but at the same time i feel like there's also you know if you receive confirmation you're ready to go out in the world you know you're ready to fight and it doesn't matter your age you know you can god is ready to work through that and so i feel like maybe some are called necessarily to to be out in those public schools to be out in those places where it's difficult but they can find the strength to be that light over there you know we can still shine over here but they can shine out where they are and we need to go into that culture and transform it you know so that's a very good point that's a very good point you need to be leading too. them. Correct. Like, just yeah. like the homily the other day. I loved it. Father Correct. Brian's homily was talking about how we're sheep and we're and, and the difference between cattle and sheep is that you herd cattle, but a sheep has to be led. Right. You have to you have Great to be connection. following the way. So. I have another I have a comment what we were just Rebecca, saying. Yeah, go, go ahead, Rebecca. Rebecca I was go. thinking um like uh, I didn't realize that I had like an impact on the school until I was like, you know what, mom's having another baby. I think I want to stay home. And all of my friends are like, or everybody I know is like, Rebecca, you have to come back to the school. Like I had people like telling me, Rebecca, you're the best thing that's ever happened to the school. And I mean, like I'm like, dude, I'm not that great, right? But I'm like, I didn't realize that I'd had such an She's impact on, on someone. Yeah. 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 And then and then the other day, someone told me they're like, Rebecca, you know, 
I thought about committing suicide yesterday, and then I thought of you, and it was like, wow, I'm that in somebody's life? Like, that's mm-hmm. a, a big deal, and it's like, even like the little things, like sometimes yeah. I get discouraged, I'm like, oh, there's, there's just, the world is so dark, right? Like, people are so dark, and then I'm like, well, it's okay, like, I'm here, I'm trying to do God's will, and I'll just let it be that, and it's it's so interesting to see how just just by living my life, people are seeing that, and like inspired so yeah. it's kind of cool yeah, no no very, very it's cool. that same sense like we're all called to mirror god's love and the more Absolutely. we receive it the more we can give out even if we're just doing the normal things that we do Absolutely. it still is Absolutely. uh we we this was a question we came up with late and so it's not on your question okay list. no that perfect go for it <laughs> it's for kind it. of a funny one but we sort of wanted to tell some funny stories because we've been getting really serious here <laughs> big families are fun and so if it's a big family, it's hard to do individual sports and stuff. Because the time, the consuming of each, if yeah. you think about it, our, our rule is that we don't do individual sports unless at least two of the kids can participate in them because it's just not feasible to be run into practices all the time. Yeah, but um, one thing we like to do is um, Aikido, and it's like martial art, and, right? And, and um, we can all do it together. And yeah. it's really entertaining because um, we, we used to, when we lived in Hayes, we would just walk down, all dressed up in our geese, and they're like, people would be like, oh, there's a random family of ninjas walking down the street. <laughs> I was going to say, that's kind of intimidating, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of entertaining. Um, and then sometimes it's harder to keep track of people, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is great. Okay, so the, the, the typical big family, right? Jacob especially is, is quiet. He He's our, in he, his own world. He is in his own world. And we're at Scouts, and we're leaving Scouts, and I'm, like, telling... I have three, three or four of them there, and I'm like, all right, it's time to go, kids. And I start walking toward the door, and I expect them to follow. We get into the van, we get halfway across town, and they're like... I get a call. Jacob's still here. <laughs> like, no one have told me Jacob wasn't in the van. <laughs> we walked out together. How did you miss this? And it's like happened like <laughs> once or twice at least. Like Jacob just he just oh wanders off and it's yeah, like yeah. I think that happens twice. He's so quiet, so you don't miss him quite as much. I mean, like and then but it's just, this other quiet. one's terrible. But we were at church, okay? And church gets done, and we're and Paul had went to talk to his cousin. That he's, goes to he's very social. He is very social, <laughs> and we get all the way home. And my cousin calls me and she says, um, we have your son. We didn't miss him. It was 30 minutes later and we had no idea Paul wasn't there. I'm a great parent, let me tell you. But it was just so funny. We didn't, nobody realized he went to go talk to them and because they have a son about his age. And so and she's like, don't freak out. I have your son. I was like, well, good, because I had no idea he was gone. And, so, and then the other thing I was talking about was like um, sometimes um, church is a little crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember this one time it was like last Sunday. Okay, so Peter is um, getting a little frustrated, and so he's hitting me, right? He's just hitting me a little bit, not enough to hurt me, but enough to be like, dude, dude, stop, right? Yeah, exactly. And mom's like, Peter, don't hit Rebecca. And so he takes mom's hand. I'm trying not to laugh out loud, right? <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> but that. That is something else that I would like to point out. So yeah. the last Sunday, we had um, Rebecca was gone on a trip, and so she was off with Gordy, and I had the three boys serving, so it was just me and the four youngest, and that was the hardest mass I've had in a long time, because the bigger kids, even if they don't do anything, just their presence in the pew yep, of being yep. what doing what they're supposed to be doing, it like it weights down the littles, and it separates them, <laughs> so they can't like <laughs> feed off each other as much, because they, nobody was there but me, and were you the oldest, Miriam? I think it was, yeah, but it was just hard. Like Peter and Benjamin can be a lot, and then Zipporah like kind of feeds on them, and yeah, it was a hard mess. So kudos <laughs> to all those mamas of about four because I think that's the hardest, and then it gets easier. You get five, you get six, you start getting weighted down. It gets easier. Yeah, that was definitely I had forgotten. 
this has been a great conversation. Rebecca, do you have anything else you want to add to any stories? Anything you want to quickly share? Well, I had one more story. I remember Benjamin's Go. first food was we were we were having dinner with the Toast Toast people. We like to do that. And the wind picks up, and Benjamin's first food was lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this week's One Body Stewarding God's Creation show. Heaven is not seen, but neither are these airwaves. However, if you can help Divine Mercy Radio use these airwaves to save souls for heaven, please go to dvmercy.com and click on Donate, where your donation will be seen and appreciated. You're listening to Divine Mercy Radio 105.7 KMDG Hayes, 101.7 KJDM Lindsborg Salina, 88.1 KRTT Great Bend, and 88.1 KVDM Hayes. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts.